What's going on, fam? This is Pastor G. And conspiracies and bad information have existed since the beginning of time. You know, there are questions that are asked like, who really killed JFK? I don't think it was Lee Harvey Oswald. And, you know, there are all kinds of myths and conspiracies that have come up around that. But then there are conspiracies that are legit. For example, Watergate actually happened. A sitting president ordered the break-in of the offices of his opposing party. Uh, that actually happened. And then we have the Tuskegee experiment that really happened when the United States Center for Disease Control lied to black men and told them that they were being treated for syphilis. And the reality is that they weren't actually being treated. They were giving them aspirin or placebos just so that they could watch them die slow, excruciating deaths. Those things happened. But then there are YouTube videos that claim that certain celebrities are clones. For example, it says that Al Roker, he's not actually Al Roker. Al Roker is gone. Um, and the person that you see on TV, he's an actual clone. And this YouTube video tries to provide all types of information uh, and quote unquote evidence to prove the fact that this celebrity is a clone. Or oftentimes you'll see the R.I.P. posts, the, the rest in peace posts on social media that claim a particular celebrity has transitioned or they've gone on to be with the ancestors. Only to have that person tweet shortly thereafter, yo, what are y'all talking about? I'm still alive. It's crazy the way that conspiracy theories and bad information have become a mainstream part of society. And it's funny because even the Bible deals with bad information some 1900 plus years ago in the book of First Timothy. So join me as we discuss It's All a Conspiracy coming up next on The Trifling Ones. All right, so we're going to read 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. And it says, Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. Once again, it's have nothing to do with godless myths and old, and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. There are three things we're going to talk about today. And the first of those is we must avoid the expedient lies. We must avoid the expedient lies. So Paul is sharing with his son in the ministry, otherwise known as his mentee, Timothy. And Paul says in verses one and two of that same chapter that people are going to abandon their faith and they're going to follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. And then it goes on to say that these particular teachings come from hypocritical liars. So what he's saying in verse six or verse seven, I should say, is stay away from godless myths and old wives tales. You see, my brothers and sisters, we live in a time when if it's expedient, if it follows our thought patterns, 
If it follows the things that those who are around us think or say, if it fits a narrative that we like, or even if it may be attached to something that might be true, well then, many of us are all in. It doesn't matter to so many people whether it's actually factual. It doesn't matter if it's true. It doesn't matter if it's based on evidence or even remotely accurate. It just has to be possible. If we can throw some stuff up against a wall and it's possible that it sticks, yeah, we'll run with that. In fact, in some circles, it doesn't even have to be remotely possible. If someone we like says it, then it must be true. We don't even have to personally know the person, but some of us will take their word to the bank. An incident will happen between two celebrities and they'll have beef on social media. We don't know either of them personally, yet some of us are going hard for this one or that one, whoever it is that we like. We have no idea what happened or what the truth is, but we're all over that thing. We know facts and nothing but our opinions. To take it a step further, some of us will listen to or follow and swear by an unknown anonymous source who drops off tidbits or riddles online every few months. And this is supposed to be some type of oracle or or prophecy or something to that effect. And so people wait for and, and hold on to every word that they type. Tupac is alive. Kobe was murdered by the NBA because he was about to start a league in Asia. Pedophiles are storing children in the basement of a pizzeria. The 2020 election was rigged on a massive scale. You know, those are just a handful of ideas and ideologies that are being spread that have taken root. And the reality is that none of them have been proven. It just has to be what we might want it to be. We, we share memes that just aren't true. You know, sometimes we do it intentionally and, and other times unintentionally. You know, for example, there are times when an inspirational story comes across my news feed and it sounds great. You know, I remember reading the meme uh, that says that Coca-Cola only sold 25 bottles in its first year. And that sounds great. It, it inspires us to know that even Coca-Cola came from humble beginnings. <laughs> but it ain't true. We must avoid the expedient lies. We have to do better with the information that we consume and and that we share. Here's the reality, fam. When our actions are built upon untrue, inaccurate, false information, then how? Tell me how can it be of God? If the reason behind the thought is a godless myth, a wives' tale, then how does it become of God? We must avoid the expedient lies. But then our next point is we must analyze the exhibited logic. We must analyze the exhibited logic. At the time when this is being written by the Apostle Paul, it is believed that Paul has traveled to Macedonia and he left his uh, mentee Timothy in an area called Ephesus. And it's clear that the Ephesian church is allowing all kinds of false doctrine and, and bad information to permeate society. And so there were untruths being spread about Jesus. 
So the question is, how do we determine if something is a godless myth or how do we figure out if it's an old wives tale? How do we analyze the logic that is being put out there? You know, it's a shame that this question even has to be asked because there's never been a time in history when we've had more access to information. And yet we read less. We research less. We verify less. We confirm less. We got to consider the source, y'all. So Paul says that the sources are hypocritical liars. And so if they lie like a rug, then through examination, someone should be hesitant to believe what the source has given us. You know, discernment is the process of allowing the spirit of God to guide us and to endow us with, you know, knowledge that we might not have otherwise. We've got to be able to use discernment, the spirit of God in everything that we do to ensure that we're processing information, that we're analyzing information in an appropriate way. Hey, if you subscribe to one political party over another because you believe in the tenets of that party, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. But in the process, however, be certain that you haven't jumped on a bandwagon that's built on myths. You know, everybody repeating the same things that somebody created in a back room and they're pushing this narrative out to the masses and nobody is taking the time to question it. We got to analyze the exhibited logic through prayer and through a relationship with God. But, you know, it's funny. There's even something simpler that we can do. We can actually do some research to determine if there's any truth in what's being presented to us. You know, there's an actual website called Snopes that even vets viral information and memes. So, again, we must avoid the expedient lies and we must analyze the exhibited logic. And then finally, we must aim for an ethical life. We must aim for an ethical life. The text says, rather train yourself to be godly. If the things that we believe keep us from living a godly life, then we're missing the mark. We're getting things wrong. If you're participating in pushing for, rallying for things that do not exhibit a godly life, then, well, you might think it's important. You might believe it wholeheartedly. You might think that you're saving something or somebody. You might think that you're the last line of defense. You might think that you're righteous. Yet, if you're not training yourself to be godly, you're wrong. We must aim for an ethical life, a godly life, one that reflects his true nature. Heavenly Father, we come before you today to say thank you for all that you've done. We realize and recognize that we live in a world where there's so much falsehood out there. There's so much bad information. And if we're not careful, we could find ourselves wholeheartedly following things that just not are of you. I'm asking right now that you would heighten our discernment and help us to be able to weed through all of this information, all these things, all these narratives, all of these um, sources that are attempting to get us to believe whatever it is that they're giving us. 
I ask right now that we would be able to step back and avoid all of the godless myths and the old wives tales and that we would rather train ourselves to be godly. Lord, we know that we continue to make mistakes. We're sorry. We continue to know that we're trifling. We're sorry. We ask that you would help us to be better for you, to live better for you, so that somebody can look at us and see you in us. All these things we ask in your son and our savior, Jesus Christ's name we pray. And all of the trifling ones said, amen. Thank you.